Hey everybody, John Carter here with New Vine Records. We're excited to invite you to our annual music festival, Off the Vine, on September 17th at the Treeman State Park in Ithaca, New York. We'll be hosting 13 bands like Leo and the Maydays, Secret Servicemen, Kite String, Meta Sequoia, Ilium Works, Rev Ezra, and we'll close the evening with the Gun Poets. We'd love you to come out and enjoy the music with sound provided by Sound on Sound. Enjoy vendors like Lucky Hair Brewing and South Hill Cider, and of course, take in the beautiful Ithacan scenery. Be sure and go to get your tickets at newvinerecords.com today. By the way, New Vine Records is a not-for-profit music company, building community through the practice of supporting, engaging with, and creating new music with local talent. If you haven't checked us out, please visit us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and subscribe to this podcast, as well as discover new artist releases, concert announcements, and more. Another way to support New Vine Records is by visiting newvinerecords.com and simply clicking on the donate button. Every dollar donated will go to artists, their projects, and events. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. Originally from Western Pennsylvania, and now living in Ithaca, New York, Rev Ezra released his first solo album titled These Days on May 6, 2022. The song Strange Winds on that album is currently featured on the Indie Bluegrass Spotify editorial playlist. His music is born from being on the road and dealing with changing circumstances. These Days was born mainly from one specific road trip in Rev's stick shift Ford Ranger, mm. passed down to him from his father. A man of many layers, we welcome Rev Ezra to the show. Welcome. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I've been a fan of the podcast, so it was uh, very cool when you guys reached out and I got to be a part of it. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. We just saw you play. Yes. Yes. That was also a blast. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, Leo and the Maydays, uh, just a, a kind of stripped down set with the <laughs> yes. only two Maydays. Yes. So <laughs> it's actually Leo and the Mayday. Leo, Leo and the Mayday, Mayday. Set, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Singular. Yeah. And that was like full circle because yeah. you guys were the first uh, act that I saw after I moved to Ithaca. Awesome. So that was back in September of last year, you know, when we were pretty new, or maybe it's August, August, September of last year. We were new in town. And uh, just saw some live music mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, decided to walk in the door. Yeah, and it was so. at uh, some coffee shop, right? Yeah, Greenhouse. The Greenhouse. Yep, yep, yep. It's hard to find parking. Well, we walked, so. <laughs> so, Rob, yeah. tell us about this road trip, because it seems like it was a very pivotal moment in your life, and also as for your career as an artist, it, this whole album was born mm-hmm. out of that. So t- tell us about that. Yeah, so the the road trip, I've been on a lot of road trips in my life, and it's kind of the, um, I don't know, my go-to way of clearing my head, Um, and I like to do them alone most Mm -hmm. of the time. So this one was, um, basically, I had the opportunity right at the end of college. I had gotten a job offer after school, so I just figured, uh, how could I capitalize on not having to, you know, do a ton of classes my last semester. Um, so I took one last class remotely during my final semester of college so that I'd still be considered like a student and federally subsidized loans wouldn't start to accrue interest <laughs> until right. afterward. Mm. 
Um, and so, yeah, and then I started to plan this road trip. I turned my old Ford Ranger into a tiny home and built like a little wooden, you know, like a little wooden bed frame. And I put food underneath it and I had shelves for my uh, coffee and, you know, wow. essentials and toothpaste and all that. And then I had two bins, clean clothes, dirty clothes. I built in some like blinds and everything. Wow. Um, so it was, yeah. So I ended up spending like four months on the road and I just, uh, I never bought a hotel room or anything. I would just stay in um, trucker stops or Walmart parking lots, which not all Walmart parking lots let you stay there overnight. Some of them have security guards that'll oh. knock on your window and wake you up. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. nice that's a me. job. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? I'm a Walmart security parking lot guy. Yeah. I wake up drifters. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and then I, and national parks and national forests and things like that. Okay. So I did that. It was my dad's old truck. When he passed away, it became my truck. So it was very, uh, wow. You know, it was like a spirit journey for me almost. Wow. Yeah. A hero's journey. Yeah. <laughs> in my own small way, it felt like that. Yeah. yeah. How long was that? How long? About four months. Yeah. Four months. You mentioned that. Yeah. So. Any uh, hairy moments? Oh, there were, <laughs> there were, a, there were a few. Um, I left in January because mm -hmm. that's just the timing that worked, and I knew that it was unlikely to get just four months of unstructured time like that. Okay. Um. So I left in January, and it was very cold. The first night was spooky. It was. Do you remember when the government shut down in 2019? Oh yeah. Was that 2019? Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah the the 2019 government shutdown. Mm -hmm. So when I went to Shenandoah National Park, which was my first stop, there was no humans there. There was, you know, the bathrooms, the services, the ranger stops, everything was locked. So I spent my first night in Shenandoah National Park and there was like no one for miles. Dude. Wow. <laughs> and it was a little spooky, if I'm yeah. being honest. Like that must have been such a spiritual experience for you too, though, like to be just like out there on your own, nobody's around. And even though it was spooky, Maybe maybe there is some spirituality that you're kind of experiencing there. Is, it, is that accurate? I think it was just my first night on the road, and I had never done something like this, like mm. living in the truck. And I think I just spooked myself a little bit. <laughs> okay. You know? Okay. But uh, you know, like I could have swore that when I stepped out, you know, of the truck for just a little bit to like brush my teeth, I I thought I heard you know like a laughing sound so i like oh, ran back in the truck and like got wow. in there and locked it but i don't think that yeah. was i think that was just my uh i think that was just my shadows mind. in your mind yeah yeah, yeah. oh man but <laughs> it, it got a lot easier than that that was yeah. that only happened the first night and then the rest was just smooth sailing mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. wow that's amazing so uh did you run you you had plenty of money you had everything kind of worked out or did well you? i had to i had to save a lot of money first okay. and i was also i like made made it okay with myself to you know like we might you know go in the hole a little bit here and that's okay you know because it's mm -hmm. it's very unlikely that i'll ever have the chance at this uh situation yeah. ever again wow um so but yeah before that like my last semester i just i worked yeah like a lot i worked a lot and then i also finished my classes and you know, just, uh, mm -hmm. tighten the belt. So, so was it super inspiring? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. being alone with yourself or, you know, your thoughts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And driving, I would mostly drive when the sun was down because I wanted to see things when the sun was up. Okay. So, you oh, know, that time just like in your own head, 
Um, mm. You know, I, I discovered a lot about myself just, you know, having those conversations with mm. myself only. Not to jump right into this, but <clears throat> what comes first, the, the, the self journey or the music journey? So for me, it was definitely the self journey. All of these songs were written like mm. either partially during or after that trip. Okay. Um, we had, I meant to mention, we had just released with my old band, we had just released our first album. Okay. And it was literally the next day was the day that I left for the road trip. Okay. So. Wow. Yeah. So I was pretty fresh off of just recording an album. Um, I also recorded another album with another band. I was playing the bass. So. Mm. Um, was that the Lone Pines? Was it the. Lone Pines was the one that just, well, they both released an album, Lone Pines had released it and then two days later I left and I sang and played the acoustic guitar in that. And then I played in a band called Single Joe and I recorded all my parts and then left. And then that album release happened pretty much as soon as I got back. Mm. So you do this often? Do you just disappear? (laughs) I try to. Your bandmates are like, Josh is gone again. (laughs) Right. Yeah, what are we gonna do guys? Oh my goodness. I'm just processing everything that you're saying right now. There's something about being on the road and it just it's kind of par for the course if you want to go down this route of being a performing musician. Mm. Uh, the only way I guess to not have to be on the road would be if you like landed a Broadway gig or like a gig where like on a cruise ship where mm. you're still traveling, but like you're in the same, you're playing the same spot every night. Mm. Um, but there's something appealing. What 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 do you what do you find appealing about going on those road trips? I think for me it's. Um for one, I kind of like that solitary feeling of driving. You know, I feel like uh, I can't be bothered. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I, something that gets to me a lot is how loud our lives are right now, and mm-hmm. how the phones are just like constantly oh like God. blaring at you. And we'll even, talk about that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like even when you're trying to really like do something productive, you know, I'll have to put my phone away when I'm working on music or when I'm working on work. You know. Um, so uh, are you one of those people that never returns texts? I, I wish I was better at returning texts, but I do, uh-huh. I do return them. Okay. I just sometimes am a little slower yeah. uh, than, than other folks. Yeah. But I, I don't think I'm like ridiculous. Like I'm a same day returner. Are you sure. a reader? Um, not as much as I should be, I mm-hmm. guess, but, uh, well, there's yeah. no should. I mean, it's yeah, sure, it's, what right? it is, it's just kind of what you do, sure. what you can and cannot. And I read a lot on the road. That's uh, you did. Yeah, I read uh, "Travels with Charlie," which is by John Steinbeck when he did a a road trip that was the same, mm. very very similar. He like, turned a pickup truck into a. So when you um, write books, uh, I have a lot of friends that write books, yeah, and they have what they call companion books that they're writing to help them write books. Oh, is wow. that kind of used that way in any way in your writing? Oh, so like, like musically? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, for material inspiration, whatever. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely, I definitely was focusing on kind of, well, so while I was traveling, I would listen to music that made sense for where I was. Yeah. So a lot of that Appalachian folk music was what I started with. Okay. I went from Pittsburgh South Mm -hmm. and I was in West Virginia for a long time and Mm -hmm. Then I was in Kentucky for a bit and in the the Carolinas and then Tennessee. So I kind of zigzagged around. Um, So in that area, I was listening to Appalachian folk music, which is uh, very much what I would generally listen Mm -hmm. to and got a lot of, um, you know, inspiration from that. And then, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. And then like down south was like, you know, 
Southern rock and like Marcus King and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Gary Clark Jr. And those guys pretty much from like the Southeast coast to like Texas. Mm. So to set the precedent for the rest of the podcast, I just want to ask you, <clears throat> do you see yourself as a career musician? Do you see yourself as this is what I'm going to do? Yeah. The, I'm, I'm working for that to be viable. That's, okay. um, that's what the, that's what the goal is. Mm. Um, you know, I've got the nine to five, so I, I'm very much a, uh, work by day and musician by night. And, you know, that's, that's not what I would want it to be, you know, mm-hmm. ideally, but that's where I'm at right now. You no, know? I think you share that with a lot of people. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. In fact, that's what this podcast is about. Perfect. Trying to find that inspiration, encouragement for people that are just working regular jobs, but yeah. focusing on possible career. Yeah. In music. Yeah. And we've talked about this mm-hmm. whole thing of like being the artist versus being like a sideman, which kind of comes mm-hmm. up when if you want to make music a career and make it a viable path for yourself. Um, from my personal experience, I find it much more difficult if it's me, the artist, mm-hmm. wanting to get my stuff out there and people to come see my stuff versus mm-hmm. I'm a guy for hire. I'm, I'm the drummer that, you know, can do a lot of different projects and get paid for that. I find that to actually be a slightly easier route to take. Um, and so it's kind of that decision. What do you want to be? Do you, do you want to go that route where it's like you are the talent, you are that artist, it's your material or to make it financially viable. Do you do those side gigs as a side man and you take maybe, you know, two to 300 bucks a night, which is actually, that would be nice. Right. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> decent. Yeah. I'd always take that. Yeah. But if you can take that and do those other gigs as well. And so you're doing your stuff, but you're also doing projects with other people to help them out. Yeah. So, so you prefer the, you prefer the lab. I like you the prefer, side, man. Yeah. Let, yeah. let every, let, let the artists do all the work and I'll just jump in and make them sound good. Yeah, that's man. sort of my philosophy. Yeah. The um, session man. Too, the session. Right? Yeah. yeah. And not to say that that's easy to do, but to me, if I, between those two things of being the artist and being the sideman, it's like mm. the sideman seems to offer more, uh, variety and also just more options mm. for making money. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I would say too, that songwriters kind of set the road open, you know, for, for that role. Mm. Um, we were talking earlier in our podcast and how songwriters are these mystical people that <laughs> don't ever stop writing songs and it's kind of annoying because we just want to play the last album, <laughs> yeah. but you guys are on to the next album. Yep. Yep. Before it's even recorded. Yeah, it's, it's like, like dude, we just song. got this last album done. Are we going to play that stuff? And it's like, I got this new song. Right. Yep. So, yep. um, but without that, you know, what, what would we do? Right. You know, jam band. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah. <laughs> they're fun. They're fun. <laughs> jam band. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's get into another thing here, Rev. So I, I read something on your website, and I want to read it for the whole world. Uh, you said here that all in all, my goal as a songwriter is to tell honest stories and to put all the common yet hard to grasp emotions into words with the hopes that folks can relate. And everything I do, I want to be genuine. And this album is no exception. So to me, this really fits into like the theme of From the Vine and what we're doing here, creating this forum for local musicians and regional musicians is... Uh, the value that mm-hmm. you bring. And, and actually you had come to us about that. Yeah, we, we talked yeah. about that. We talked yeah. about like you heard the podcast uh, was with Rachel. With Rachel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you said, man, it really made me think about what I bring in terms of value as an artist. What am I bringing to the venue? What am I bringing to people? So 
when I saw that you wrote this on your website, I'm like, yeah, okay. Like you've clearly been thinking about this. I have been thinking about that. Yeah. I, I think the, I'm, I, I, what I was getting at with that is I'm not the, I'm, I'm not, and I don't strive to be the untouchably cool musician. You know, I, I don't have any delusions about that for myself. You know, I know I, you know, I write honest songs and I write things that I want people to be able to relate to. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I want people to hear it, you know, that's, that's it. I'm just uh, an honest guy. I work, I have a day job, you know, like a lot of folks and, uh, you know, I'm not trying to lie to people. You're about. like the perfect new vine candidate for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> awesome. I gotta say. <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just not trying to good. lie to anyone. So all mm. the songs are meant to be just really honest stories about. Mm. And again, I, while I was on the road, I'm just in my own head thinking about, you know, the meaning of why I'm doing certain things and mm. why did I choose whatever career path and, you know, what is it about? Uh, music that makes me want to continue to write it and create it um, you know so that's pretty much what the what the album is about it's about being wanting to be on the road all the time mm. um, and wanting to like just write music and but being stuck in this world where I have to make enough money to pay my bills I love it yeah that's a great struggle it's the struggle I, yeah I, I think though the struggle is the beauty of yeah. that and uh, oh, how poetic! Yeah, <laughs> are we gonna write a song? I gotta be honest. This, Let's do it. I, I'm feeling the vibe. It's just pouring in. Here. <laughs> Some of that mystical songwriting oh, goo man. is falling on me. The yeah. Mystical creatures, the songwriters. <laughs> hey, man. We, yeah, got, I, we got too many damn songwriters on yeah, this I know. show. Jeez, man. <laughs> no more mystical. I just learned how to play the last song. Anyway. Um. So, what do you think about the Ithaca scene? I mean, you've moved here. You've had a little time to take it in. Tell us about that. Yeah, I love it here, man. Mm -hmm. um, the scene is super supportive. Um, you know, uh, coming from Pittsburgh, which is also a really great scene, um, but Pittsburgh's a sports town, mm. and and sports come first. Yeah. And something I've noticed about Ithaca is it's an arts town, mm -hmm. and people want art first. Yeah, we don't do sports here. Yeah, no. there's no teams. <laughs> not <laughs> not on the not on like the professional. It's level. the only place I've ever felt at home because I hate talking about <laughs> sports, man. I just. Uh. Fair enough. Fair I, not I a have, sports guy. I've never, huh. never been. All my friends, stats guys, and sports, yeah. everything, fantasy football. I I can't do it. I'm a huge sports guy. Oh damn! I'm nice. a huge NBA, sports guy. NBA, oh, uh, NFL mostly. Okay, and, you know, there's no we in Pittsburgh. We don't have an NBA team, mm -hmm. so yeah. I, I grew up mostly on football, hockey, baseball. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm so sorry to disappoint you. Yeah, no, <laughs> Josh. But, but music comes first, right? Yeah, okay. I can catch the Steelers yeah. on TV. Okay. You know what I mean? On Wait, did you play sports? Uh, I was a swimmer in in high school. All right. Um, and I played baseball growing up. You know, like a lot of kids. But I really dove into swimming. I, no pun intended. Oh boy. Oh my god. Yeah, he got that. <laughs> David Engineering uh, caught that. We'll throw in something in post, like a little drum thing, <laughs> a or splash, uh, no. splash of water, a splash of water that could yeah. be good. Um, but yeah, I swam because I liked swimming because you could just train really hard mm. and there was no dispute, you know, about like who gets the position on the relay or anything like okay. that. It's like the four fastest and the mm. ones who train hard, you know, so there was no like coach's son bias or anything yeah. like that. Well, I played sports for the, all the wrong reasons. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. For, for girls? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. 
Same reason I played guitar. Yeah, right. But then I was like, I like guitar. Well, that's so. what's interesting about music too. And I mean, it's not yeah. only in the Ithaca scene, but it's any music scene. Sure. It There's a certain point to which you can get, you know, really good at your instrument. Mm-hmm. But then once you reach that point, it doesn't matter how much to me... <laughs> This is tough. This is a really. This is going to open a can of worms. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> open it. Um, open that can of worms. I have fish. observed that you can reach a certain level of mastery of your instrument. Yes. Albeit, it's got to be a fairly high level. Mm-hmm. But when you reach it, it does not matter how much better you get from that point. It 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 will not help you get that festival spot. It will not help you get booked hmm. more. Once you reach that certain level, and you could even be a little below it. It's not like sports. Mm-hmm. It's very much like, who do you know? Mm. Are you likable? Mm. Are you easy to work with? Says the guy who's playing in almost every band in town well, right now. Yeah. Just <laughs> saying. I'm just, but like the, <laughs> what you're saying is, I'm really likable. I so, think he just you know. did. Well, I'm just, you I know, mean, for like those him. listening, yeah. for, for the, like for the people listening, it's like, yeah, continue mm. to get great at your instrument. Yeah, sure. But in this, in this scene, Mm. it's there are so many mm. other factors you cannot just be good at your instrument right there's more to the to the puzzle is what i'm saying so yeah. all those guys out there who are like man i practice eight hours a day and like i'm like i could run circles around these guys who are playing all these yeah days. don't like, say that why don't they lot. book me mm-hmm. why don't they book me and it's like that's why the hard yeah, exactly, well well exactly. yeah but exactly that's also why what you just said but it's yeah. a hard truth mm-hmm. it's a hard truth where like there's other and and this is what you were saying like mm. that road trip for you mm. was about at f- first and foremost it was a life experience and mm. a life journey and the music just came out of that it mm. wasn't like it doesn't sound like you were like i gotta go on this road trip so i can write an album no, it was no it yeah. wasn't like it wasn't the goal no. no it was a life thing absolutely mm-hmm. so build up your life skills being an artist it's kind of goes hand in hand. Well, know. I think substance. Yeah. You know, uh, you, I, I feel like the t- two times I've met you, it's like, oh, that guy has substance. Like, he's not just doing this for, you know, anything other than I think it's the real thing you're doing it for. And uh, I think it's, it comes through your music, Thank too. You. A lot of people, you know, I don't think this is as common as it used to be, but demographically, they're writing music, at least not in this town I've seen. A lot of people are writing genuinely. Mm. So I think you fit in. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I've met a lot of cool people here. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that speaks to the. Fortunately, no one is making money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, well I, not yet. I'll say I'll say the venues yeah. here are are good to work with because there's so many wineries and mm. breweries and there's like there's some <clears throat> tourism here. You know, that's you know Pittsburgh is a beautiful city. Mm-hmm. Anything I say about Pittsburgh, I mean it with love. But it's not like there's not like a lot of wineries there you know like there's not a whole bunch of a lot of bridges there though there's there a lot are. of bridges but i, I think <laughs> the it's city the, surrounded by rivers it is and i think it's the city with the most bridges in the world yeah wow yeah like, like what 16 or 23 23 bridges oh i think it's more i think it's like a actually i don't know the exact something. number but it's, it's a, lot. a lot my a lot girlfriend would know she did tours at the yeah. university of pittsburgh okay. i almost moved there oh really yeah i was i was gonna move there and uh it freaked me out that if it flooded, it was over. Yeah. And it <laughs> floods every, a, a lot of the I mean, time. There's a lot places. of stories of floods there. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. Was that the main reason that you didn't go? There was, I thought that, yeah. I mean, the, and the other thing was, uh, 
well, I just didn't know anybody. We didn't fit in, but I, it was definitely on the radar. Yeah. Um, buying real estate down there. I was just like, I don't know, man. But yeah. the one thing that was really cool about the city though, is that people used to come to work off the mountains Yeah, and have these massive like elevator things that the Duquesne incline. Yeah. 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 And if you, I just, I'm like, if it went, yeah, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Oh, man. it you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, the the Mount Washington. Yep, yeah, there's huge elevators on the side of the mountains that, that they all came down on to work in the steel mills, and uh, I guess. Yeah, and even still, you yeah. know, people will go down and work. Uh, you know, a lot of the mills have moved out of the city, and mm. that's the story of the Rust Belt, you know. Yep. so And it's Pittsburgh is no exception. They've been uh, rebuilding through, you know, like healthcare and other industries and things. But sure. um you know, the population still isn't where it was in the heyday of the steel industry. Mm. Um, but yeah, folks still ride those down. Yeah, you can pay a thing and it's like a history thing, right? Mm. Historic experience. It is. Or it's like, it's a really good way to get from Mount Washington it's still down being to the used south side. Yeah, like practically. Yeah, yeah like if you, if you need to get from up there, it's either that or like a really hazardous road that you can take. It's insane. Yeah. It's a very steep mountain. It is. Side, so. And the road is horrifying especially if you're on a bike and i think to get from that mountain to yeah let's build a city here surrounded by rivers and a giant ass mountain that we have to traverse to get to work yeah okay, that's good that's a good yeah. idea so yeah. the, was music just not a, a happening scene in pittsburgh well it was there was a there's a lot of really good music that comes out of pittsburgh mm-hmm. um, there's a band buffalo rose oh my god them? they're my friends yeah i, uh, I know them well cool. you know mac yeah i know mac, Dude, mac Inglis. i went to college yeah. with him are you serious yeah we um yeah we both played the same festival a few weeks ago like yeah blue, was it blue hair not blue hair uh not the hair uh was it smoked country or duck creek log jam wow. or one of those? yeah mac mm. mac and i went to school together in rochester what and i know buffalo rose is hmm. like they're in pittsburgh and yes it's just dawned on me to like bring them up oh my god <laughs> wow. no like they're they're friends of mine i've Dude. played i've played <laughs> we've shared the stage and played wagon wheel together oh before. my god yeah. we were back in like when they were very a, a new band they were pretty much like an all-star group in Pittsburgh. Oh, they're mm-hmm. they're incredible. Right. You know, so yeah. they got like it, Shane is incredible on the guitar and he was playing with a few other bands where he was very much a standout. And I mean, those bands were also great in their own right. Sure. But, um, you know, he started this folk project and basically gathered his cool friends. And I met them when we were all playing a show together cool at like, friends. you know, a house in a living room wow. in North Oakland, which wow. is, you know, like a college neighborhood, you know. Um, I have to tell Mac that we did this podcast together. Yeah, you gotta. That's that <laughs> is that is wild. Reunited and it feels so yeah. good. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Uh, but the scene in Pittsburgh is is great. I mean, okay. there's a lot of great music, but there's a lot more uh, places to play per capita here. Okay. Yeah, that's one of the main reasons you came. Well, it's uh, one of the oh, main wait, reasons. There's I'm another staying. story. Yeah. <laughs> you you followed up. Yeah, I followed up my uh, my girlfriend. She's uh, doing okay. her PhD up here at Cornell. It's a classic story. I know. It's, yeah. I feel like I've <laughs> I've met all my first friends in Ithaca were in the same situation, trailing partners. You hear that a lot. Yeah, and then they like, oh, this place is awesome. Yeah, so. and that's that's what happened to me, you know. Yeah. And uh, cool. I was nervous, you know. I never lived outside Allegheny County, other okay. than unless I was living in my truck. Um, so you know, it was a big deal for me. Yeah, you have your own zip code. Yeah, it's the Josh zip code. It's the Josh zip code. <laughs> but now I'm a now I'm a Finger Lakes man. Yeah, yeah. So, cool. Cool. Let's get back to the let's get back to this record. Um, 
So there's a song that really stood out for me, and I saw you play at the downstairs. This land is your land, classic song. But there was something about the way you did it that just it really just felt great to listen to. So we should listen to that. All right, let's feature it. Uh, we'll just listen a little bit, and then we'll we'll pick back up. Here Sounds we go. Funny. song mm. so what specifically about the song touched you to make you want to share this again and again and again yes the the producer that i was working with who's a good friend of mine mm-hmm. his name's caleb thomas and he okay. does really awesome stuff and mm-hmm. we had worked and jammed together in other you know mediums but had never worked together on an album mm-hmm. um and he was like we should we should do a cover you know to kind of close out this album mm-hmm. you know like a, a classic folk cover and frankly, we had just spent that whole summer doing a lot of protesting and a lot of, uh, you know, political work, you know, uh, gathering signatures and such. Mm. And it was, it's kind of like the quintessential song that kind of ties that all together. Okay. You know, it's this land is, is your land and my land. It's not just for billionaires, you know, um, it's not just for massive corporations. It's also for, you know, working people and regular folks. So yeah. that's why we picked the song. It just felt like it was uh, the right time to do it. Yeah. It's a positive message too. Cause I, there could be a lot of people, I mean, there are a lot of, a lot of folks that are maybe disgruntled and mm-hmm. are just like, what, what the hell? You know, what is this? Um, so to hear a song like that, I think psychologically, it just mm-hmm. kind of like, it, you know, cause they say change comes from, from within. Right. So mm-hmm. you could, you could kind of blame everyone else for your troubles. But like, if you know that there's people out there that have got your back that support you, I think mm-hmm. that's huge. Mm-hmm. So I also think yeah. we live in a really discontent, like people are not feeling like there's strong community. Mm-hmm. Um, they want it. I think we all talk about it. Yeah. Um, but when you sang this the other night at the downstairs, I felt it in the air. Yeah, you know? yeah. See, that's I was feeling yeah. that man. Everybody I was, was like, oh like, my god, they're getting kind of goosebumps uh. and just like connecting. It's like I think people are looking for that community again. That that sense of ownership where they live, and everybody feels like it's completely out of control right now. So yeah. that's a song that people need to hear. Yeah, it's uh, uh that's, thank you, Rev. Oh, yeah, 
happy to happy yeah. to provide yeah. on on that topic of the the community and musician i feel like how people and like us mm -hmm. and a lot of people consume music is interesting because it's almost like a there's like chain it's like a chain you know how like a chain restaurant comes in and then yeah. they put a bunch of restaurants in town out of business yep. like olive garden comes in your mom and pop <laughs> you know italian restaurant uh, can't charge that low prices mm -hmm. because they actually have you know like whatever it is but they have like have to pay people to cook it and it's mm -hmm. not like a mass-produced thing right and so people go to the olive garden instead and it, music is similar where yeah. people can consume whatever music that they want from anywhere and there's oh boy. not you're gonna this. get me started you're giving yeah. me an idea actually uh, you're generating an idea yeah. uh, that's Wait, great i gotta say my idea real quick mm. i'm gonna get this down let's hear what it. if there were a place in ithaca and it was a listening room mm. so like you go into this place and there's just like maybe like different tiny listening rooms all around or like headphones all around mm -hmm. and like the point of going is just like so you could like listen with a few friends to something or like kind of bring back that community of listening but like yeah. it's a specific space to do it with great speakers yeah and that's what you do you, you pay mm -hmm. like 10 bucks to get in and you can spend you know like four hours just like listening well, to whatever we could the fuck you want we could have yeah. like a detox room for people who just watch tiktok where they could go off for five <laughs> yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. it's like we know that you can't handle this yet yeah but you go you go in there and then you you know get your binge and then then sit in here for a little while that's see a if you cool can handle spot it. like yeah, i'd go be. i'd go yeah. to that spot like hey like friday night like if mm. there's Maybe we don't want to go see a live band. We just want to go listen to shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I actually was a part of something this uh, one time where they had uh, a component stereo system set up with uh, with vinyl, mm. and they had great Merlot, and it was uh, it was called Wine and Vinyl. Oh, nice. <laughs> and and you'd sit and listen to an entire album, and you were not allowed to say anything. Oh yes, let's do wow. that. Yeah, let's bring it awesome. back, baby. That's really cool. And at the end you gave critique on the music and the the wine wow dynamite yeah that's so cool it was the coolest idea and you paid like 10 bucks to get in and everybody at the end of the night felt a lot better about life this is wow. also really mm -hmm. great because it's co sort of leading to this thing that mm -hmm. which is why we did this podcast again it's like yeah Ithaca is on the precipice of being a Nashville right. or being an Austin. Yeah. It really is. It's mm -hmm. just, it just can't quite get there. And, but it, it feels like it's getting, it could get there. So right. we're putting it to everybody listening right now. Make your own venues. You've got to be the change. You've mm -hmm. got to start putting this shit together. No one else is going to do it. Like mm -hmm. you look at the grassroots festival happening next week. Mm -hmm. Donna, the Buffalo, mm -hmm. They put that stuff together and they've been hosting it. And it started with like a shoestring budget with, with nothing. And they've seen it through, was it 30 years now? Yeah. So like, well, and it's grown past here. Yeah. And it's grown past it's, here. It's down South. It's yeah. Yeah. And they, but they, that's like, they started it. Like you've, you've got to, you, it doesn't have to be a thing like grassroots, but, right. but you got to start something cool, something that bring, that creates that community. Yeah. Um, well, and let's, do it. Yeah. Come Let's on, people. We need, we need Let's to, fucking go. Viva la revolution. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> so, viva la venue. Yeah. yeah. Viva la venue. Yeah. Uh, and that, I just got real excited there. That's but, yeah. what we're doing, right? I love it. I love it. You get excited. <laughs> get me excited. Yeah. So we're doing that right now by starting a festival. It's brand spanking new. Yeah. New Vine. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We're in our second year doing it and it's called Off the Vine. Mm -hmm. And you're playing at it. I am. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. Great got, segue. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Tell us got, about it. Tell us about it. I will. So September 17th, if you guys, you know, want to pick up some tickets, 
Uh, it's going to be a Treatment State Park. It's going to be awesome. And we got 13 bands and Rev's going to play there. And uh, we have a, an amazing headliner uh, that will be, you know, we've already unveiled it, but we're going to promote that as much as we can here soon. But check it out. It's, uh, you know, newvinerecords.com. And if you guys check it out, you can come and you can even stay overnight. Mm. Um, so it's just one night. One night. And we started it. We did it at Brews and Brats last year. You want to talk about a shoestring budget? <laughs> it was kind of ridiculous. Bruise you know, we had a sound system that was, you know, falling apart. It, mm. But there was this energy. Yeah. And people are looking for new music. And one of my greatest inspirations in this whole uh, industry is to find a way to connect new artists with new audiences. Mm. And there's no mechanism for it. So the venue is the greatest is a great way to do that. And uh, this podcast and just all sorts of new ways of connecting people from a grassroots level, you know, and it's funny, they're called grassroots. So that's the point. I mean, they did it. So we should follow in their footsteps. Absolutely. I can't wait for that festival. I can't either. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a blast and it's near a waterfall. So can't beat that. No, it doesn't get more Ithaca than that. No, no. Under a night sky. So, yeah, that's going to be really cool. Um, Definitely going to have some people come up from Pittsburgh for that. Too. All right. So word, that'll word. be really cool. Yeah. Spread the word, everyone. Yeah, absolutely. So we should get on to our weird segment. Here we, we always go. throw this in. You know, we've been talking a lot of shop here, yeah. sharing some really great insights. It's time to break things up a little bit. And we're going to get we into have? the strange candy. Strange candy. Strange candy. Awesome. Yes. Oh, God. What do we so have? So we, we, we pick a different strange candy every episode. Oh, man. And this week... We have Krabby Patties. Awesome. Did you see that? Yes. I've definitely got those trick-or-treating as a kid before. I've seen these. Really? Yeah, so they this, come like there's a history wrapped. behind Krabby Patties. I mean, only as long as SpongeBob has been around. Yeah, yeah. They're individually wrapped. Yeah, I've seen oh, these. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That yeah. doesn't look that looks like a piece of plastic. Yeah, it is a piece of plastic here. Just... <laughs> so oh, oh you're dropping them on the ground. All right, so... I have a feeling you could leave this somewhere on the ground and it would be there in 10,000 years. Ah, I got a weird thing in my head about every time we buy something, it's going to last longer than us. Yeah. Like every time you buy like a bag of bread, like the wrapper is going to outlast you on earth. Oh my God. It, it will. So this is again, like it, we never force our guests to try this strange candy, but you're more than welcome to. Yeah. Um, Leave comments. A little concerned. Oh man, the texture is very strange. A little concerned about this Krabby Patty gummy thing. Um, do we eat it like a burger, like this? I think so. Take it apart, maybe. Uh, go one at one at a time. See I'm if gonna, the bun I, tastes I'm gonna eat the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just one giant. All right, here we go. Mm. That doesn't feel natural. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I took a bite like a burger. <laughs> How'd it go? Here's teeth marks. It's good. There's some like bubble gum flavor in there. Mm. This is not how a real. It chews harder than like. I thought it would. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel crabby. Mm. This was a one and done for me. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, crabby patties. This is a bad idea. Gotta love the wrapper though. Um, well, there's too many pieces. Look, there's a plastic thing. <laughs> yeah. And the wrapper. Mm-hmm. So okay, <laughs> this is so funny. What's the next one? This is really weird. This is Smarties squeeze candy. Mm. Oh my gosh! You can squeeze it and eat it. So, have you tried this yet? This is, this hasn't been tested. So mm. 
we have some spoons. Oh, you, <laughs> we have this spoons. is questionable at best. Okay. Looks like it could be toothpaste or what did you say it was earlier? Like uh, wood filler. Wood filler. <laughs> Acrylic paint. Acrylic yeah. paint. <laughs> yeah. Um, it says it's water soluble, but you know, <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, Interesting. Oh, this is just oh, dude. It's literally okay. like a can of caulk, like when you're painting. Yeah. Yeah. This is not okay. We could probably put it in a caulk gun and yeah. it would work. So or like uh, that ointment that you get when you got a poison ivy. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. I guess I'll be the guinea uh, pig right, for right, this. Put it right in front of the camera here so people can yep. see the, the glory. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, no. That looks... <laughs> Oh no! It looks like look Ronald. Edible. It looks like Ronald McDonald is taking oh. a shit. Oh. It's what it looks like. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh. Have it your way today. Oh. <laughs> Ronald needs to knock off the uh, the juice. Too much. Man, I like how you oh. put a ton on your spoon too. Wait. Either that, or it looks like dent, like denture cream. You, you want to try yeah. some? denture cream? Yeah. yeah. I yep. would not yep. recommend this. This is like a good. Here, I'm just gonna have a little spoon. Bit. All right. I feel like I'm freebasing right now. Uh, oh, no. I'm not finishing this. Oh. All right. All right. This is bad. I, really? How do they market this? It's just a lot of sugar. Interesting. Can you imagine the commercial for this thing? <laughs> I, I think they. I, there is no commercial for it because it's so problematic. Oh, mm. my God. Mm. It's paste. Oh. Yeah. It's just wrong on so many so- levels. Sorry, Rev. Mm. <laughs> it tastes like... It tastes kind of like Kool-Aid. Yeah. yeah. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. I, I, oh, that was not. not so a... I'd say so far of all the candies we've tested here, mm. this is the shittiest candy we've tried. <laughs> yeah. We should start <laughs> testing other things. I'm glad you guys <laughs> saved it for me. I'm, I'm I, feel glad. Like, I feel like my teeth are going to be red for the next two weeks. Oh, yeah, for sure. Maybe we can test like steak. Like that would can we be, try that next week? That would <laughs> be a better option. I just need our morale lifted from this. Uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely didn't taste like Smarties. That's it's supposed to be Smarties. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. It is nothing like Smarties. Not at all. So my guess is that there were Smarties going bad in a factory, and they're like, oh. "We have to save this uh, this patch of Smarties, this byproduct." Let's see what we can do. Yeah, I mean, you can you can win in that arrangement, like Milk Duds. Yeah, right. They were like Milk, milk Duds are cool. Yeah, yeah. sure. But uh, this was <laughs> not a win. Well, let's get back. Let's uh, get back, back to, back the to music. music. Stuff. We hope uh, you all enjoyed the strange candy segment. But so, yeah, yeah, go ahead, John. I, you know, I want to bring up the main topic. You know, this is going to be in the title of this, of, other than your uh, name, uh, which is, I think, the the kind of theme for the show we want to talk about, just intersperse it from here on, is confidence. Mm. And um, conf- confidence is a weird thing. Confidence in music, uh, I think, in artistry can be pretty touchy. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, that positivity, that confidence, uh, you seem to be a pretty confident guy. Thank you. You know, <laughs> I'm glad somebody thinks so. I, you know, <laughs> I, th- I think a lot of us hide our insecurities, uh, but how do you think that could affect you? Uh, insecurity versus confidence. Yeah, I, I definitely went through, you know, when I was younger, insecurity about even about singing, about writing music. My first songs, I felt like these suck. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want to play these. And I was scared to even like sing in front of people. I was like deathly afraid. I wouldn't even sing like when my, that time between when the school bus would drop me off and my parents got home from work. Okay. I would like sing my heart out 
mm. in the house before yeah. they got home. Okay. But when they got home, like they couldn't know. Mm. So I, I just stopped singing. Yeah. That's now so it's fascinating. Yeah. Mm. Now it's time for swim practice. So what, what tipped it for you? What was that first experience where you're like, I nailed that? Well, it was definitely not the first show that I played because I got like a really bad sore throat for the first show that I made, which made me even more afraid of like yeah. singing in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it took, it took some time, but you know, I think after building up some confidence at open mics, oh, you know what, you know what it was? I think, uh, in high school we had a, a talent show for, for who got to be prom king and now they've opened it up to be the prom, you know, royalty or whatever it is, okay. you know, so okay. it's open to anyone to join. Mm-hmm. But at the time it was just like the prom king essentially competition. And uh, I got all my friends together and we played some music and people went crazy. We played an original song mm-hmm. and I was like, well, hell yeah. Like I could, I could legit do this. That's like, cool. Yeah. Confidence so then, builder. It was a huge confidence builder. Mm-hmm. And from then forward, I already knew that I wanted to play music more than I wanted to be an athlete. So I had no interest in playing sports in college. It's not like I had D1 recruiters hitting me up, but mm-hmm. you know, I didn't want to try for a club team or anything right. like that or go to a smaller school. I, I wanted to play music. Okay. Um, so then I got to hit the ground running as soon as I got there. Mm. So do you feel, uh, have you ever been around somebody who's struggling with that confidence? Oh my gosh. In music? Yeah. It, you yeah. ever been to an open mic night? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. It's fascinating to me. Like this is a great uh, discussion by yeah. the way. It's like, it's so just, I can only speak from my, my experience. Growing up, I was fortunate that I had support yeah. from my my parents and my dad was a, an accomplished piano player mm-hmm. and a composer, so I didn't have to hide anything. I, I didn't feel insecure about it mm. from the start. It was like, it was totally do this thing. Mm-hmm. And so I actually, it's tough for me to relate sometimes when someone is struggling with their confidence as an artist. Mm. Um, but I, and I, I would add to that whole thing to help with your confidence as an artist is to be well rehearsed and well practiced and to be well prepared. Nah, that's yeah. good. I want to touch it, on that. Yeah. In a second, and if but, you are not doing that and mm-hmm. you're like, why do, why am I struggling with my confidence? Oh, yeah. It's because you're not doing your goddamn homework. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's right. just, there's no way around it. So right. the best, the best way to be confident is to be prepared and to mm-hmm. feel like you have been practiced and mastered your yeah. instrument. Yeah. Well, and that takes time. It takes a lot of time. That's a lot of time. Yeah. It, it's, it always kind of rubs me funny when people uh, get jealous or angry about something that you do well or mm. maybe you're successful in mm. um, as if maybe uh, they didn't have the opportunity to possibly do the same because mm-hmm. and, and there's natural talent and that's a thing. Of course. Like the eight-year-olds who can just shred guitar. Oh, yeah. 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 This is why I hate Instagram. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what the Because you'd never fuck? know about these eight-year-olds <laughs> yeah. and you'd feel fine. Yeah, I'm done with this. Like, <laughs> I know. It's, yeah. And then you'll that, see That'll people. shred your confidence. Just watch Instagram eight-year-old guitar players. Yeah, or like knock them dead vocalists. You yeah. know what oh, I mean? Yeah, they yeah. just got these crazy ranges. But, yeah. but what you bring, or what I always think about when I see that, when I see that musician who is that person is better than me at my mm-hmm. instrument mm-hmm. or that person has a better vocal range. Um, I'm, I'm cool with it. You know, mm-hmm. I, it took me a long time to mm-hmm. be cool with it, but now I'm like, I am a songwriter. I'm the only one who can write this mm-hmm. song that I just wrote. 
and Ooh. I'm providing that. That's right. Ooh, the antidote for a lack of confidence is in you just like emphasizing your originality. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I'm, you know, I feel good about these songs. Mm -hmm. So no one can sing this song as bad as I can. Yeah, yeah, ex exactly. <laughs> no. Now you're getting it. Right. Yeah. right. Or it's good. Yeah. We talked about social media a bit. Uh, with the whole eight-year-olds on Instagram. So mm -hmm. like, how do you, how do you, because it's another running theme that we kind of go in and out of here. And so tell us a bit about how you use social media in this crazy modern day world that we're in. Yeah, it's um tough. Social media is mm -hmm. tough having to like keep up in appearance as an artist. I, I, I don't remember who said, I think a friend was over at our place last night and he said like, if you're an artist, you're a content creator and you Ooh. have to push, right? I know. And you have to push content to people because that's how they're receiving content. Yeah. And people are a lot of the time, the way they're discovering art is not through a, like a dedicated listening room, unfortunately, mm -hmm. or even like a venue. It's mostly through social media. Mm -hmm. So you have to keep up some kind of presence there and engage with people in some way. That's you're onto something now. Mm -hmm. How do we create that experience that, which it's being done with a lot of festivals, mm. but how can you create that during the week experience that pulls people away from social media where it's mm. like you're, you have to compete against that. Basically the antidote is like, we want to get people off of that. Mm -hmm. And so mm. you create these other experiences that well, are just better. They call that conversion. Conversion. Okay. In, in uh, web speak. Okay. So you, it's a conversion when someone sees an ad and then they come to your website and then they buy a t-shirt. So that's a conversion. So getting them, getting them to do that. Right. Uh, so for us, it's uh, them seeing something that they liked about you, then them reading the copy and going, oh, he's going to play them showing up and then them liking you and then them following you or possibly buying something from you. Mm. So I, that kind of conversion is something we have to learn how to do better mm. as artists. It's tough. Yeah. Yes, I'll let you is. know if I figure it, it out. It's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of noise out there. I, I think so my least noise. favorite um, video, because I, I, I doom scroll, I definitely like the Instagram, you know, reels. And the one that kills me is always some weird gimmicky guy on the drums doing some crazy dumb thing that no one cares about. Maybe it's kind of cool, but... It's like in 438,000 likes, it's like, yeah. what the literal crap is that? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, yep. you're writing songs. You got your heart on a sleeve. You're out singing your heart out. You're, you're recording and spending money and no one can see that. Yeah. You know, you got 24 likes. Right. Yeah. Except out of like your friend circle. Yeah. And, and they're, <laughs> one of them's your mom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> well, my mom's not active on social media, uh, oh, but uh, thankfully. Uh, yeah. But like my sister can play that role of the pity right. like, you know, or my girlfriend or whoever it might so be. So does that work against your confidence? Um, honestly, the, the way I view social media is I have to, I just give it my best go. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I, there are, there are people that have made a career off of being really good at social media and yeah. being at least pretty good at music. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not going to be me. You know, I mm -hmm. don't have that kind of like in touchness with the, you know, the next thing that's because social media changes like by the day. Right. Mm -hmm. And the thing that's trending is always changing. Right. I'm, I'm not going to be able to keep up with that, but uh, I have a lot of respect for the people that do, mm -hmm. you know, I actually have a really good friend who found a lot of like uh, pretty much, jump-started her own music career through getting big on TikTok. 
Yeah. You know? And it's yeah. that's really awesome. It, it works for some people, but mm-hmm. it's probably not going to be me. So I just have to have some kind of presence so that if people hear Rev Ezra somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, then they have somewhere else to look and they can see that I'm like a real person. I got a big question for you. Yeah, let's hear it. That being said, um, would you be satisfied with a smaller audience than having great success on TikTok and becoming a slave to something like the guy who keeps dancing on TikTok? You know who I'm talking about? The Zeke guy who's doing like the slide dance thing. He's like a country guy with the boots and he's like, there's a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's super famous right now, but that's all he's ever going to be known for. A meme. Right. So would you rather be... Would you rather be happy in a smaller audience so, than something like that? I, I Yes, I would. Mm-hmm. But I also think that there are ways to be that person and then to capitalize on it. You know, sure. and like be, maybe not for like cowboy boots dancing guy, mm-hmm. but like that's if, a great way to call him. I, I can't remember his name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't I, I don't I don't know if I'm familiar with the cowboy boots. Yeah, guy. you'll I'm see it. Sure. Okay, I'm sh- I'm sure I will. Probably now that my phone has heard me talk. Oh, about yeah, it. Definitely yeah, going to come up now. That. Yeah, it'll be up tonight. <laughs> Um, but I think that, you know, there are people who put music forward in a way uh-huh. on social media and then they use that as a way to springboard themselves in a sustainable yeah. music career. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's exactly what my friend did. She now plays harp at weddings professionally mm-hmm. and it totally worked for her, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's badass. That's Good. awesome. That's awesome. Good. Yeah. But I, but for me personally, I would be much happier with a smaller engaged audience who's going to like really listen to the music and, mm-hmm. you know. Pay attention. What if that meant you worked a side job the rest of your life as an artist? Asking the big questions. I am. This is what I'm John's here for. just going after yeah. it. Yeah. See, Fish does all the hard work, and then I come and sit down and go, so, do you believe in God? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> really man. getting into it. Yeah, I know. We should get to another song though too. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm yeah. I'm I'd like to I'd like to answer this. So okay. I think if it was if I have, as long as that job allows me to tour and like give music my all, like I think what I would ideally get to is for music to be able to be like a primary thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. right now I, I spend more time in my job than I do playing music. And, mm-hmm. you, know, I, you know, my job is fine. You know what I mean? I don't dislike it, but I like music a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but if, if I needed to work to supplement music and I had an engaged, like a truly engaged, um, you know, I get following is a weird way to say it, but like, mm-hmm. you know, a, oh, it's true. Yeah. Like an audience, you yeah. know, then I, I would do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, be happy with speaking that. about music you love, <clears throat> we want to get to another song. Yeah. Uh, this is called wanted man. This one stood out to me as well. And, uh, yeah, let's dive right in and then we'll, we'll come back. Take the desert road 
about Wanted, man. Yeah. Yeah, so that one um, was one of the funnest ones to do in the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, the producer that I worked with, who's my good friend, Caleb Thomas, he does incredible work, and he had this kind of like piano progression, and it was just the verse at that time, and he was playing it, and he's like, you know, what do you think? Do you think we could write a song out of this? And I loved the progression, and we took it and ran with it. Okay. And kind of went with like a Western theme because yeah. it's a, a like a cinematic sounding song. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the direction that we took. And then the law being a metaphor for essentially the real world that we've the been man. talking about. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah the the having to work the job sure. to make things work. You know, and it's like mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to being on the road, which is the the sense of freedom, you know, and the, you know, I feel like this could become the new vine podcast theme song. Nice. <laughs> wanted man. Yeah. Wanted man. Yeah. Wanted, wanted artists. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. it very much fits the, the theme of, uh, Oh my gosh. I yeah. mean, like half the songs on that album fit the theme of feeling tied down by this. Pressed. Yeah. Pressed for, because of this, need yeah. to, to do I mean that's a other thing. huge vibe here I mean the artists all talk about this yeah you know and how hard it is to just be a creative person in the world today and the price that you pay yeah so mm. it's mm. brutal because then also you're sacrificing all of your evenings and and weekends and yeah and like I talk to people who have families yeah. and wonder how they do it I yeah. mean I've I've had a family of four kids so it's definitely made an impact on that yeah. as well so how do you how do you make it work? <laughs> well, uh, basically being intentional with with relationships yeah. and scheduling time. Um, I've had to create boundaries mm-hmm. and not talk to people at certain periods of time and make sure I'm not in the studio. Uh, and you know what's funny? I find myself more creative uh, when I actually do that. But it is a challenge. It is a challenge because I I feel like I'm creative all the time and I just have that itch. Yeah, but. Uh, I value relationships more than I value music. Yeah. Me and, too. Yeah. I agree with that. Which is hard to do. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to tell if that's true. Because, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it does seem a little out of balance at times, but yeah. uh, you know, so well, that's, that's another interesting yeah. subject subject we could go down, yeah. but, yeah. but, but fish is going to pull us out of that. <laughs> we're going to do the fisherman. He fishes us out of trouble. Yeah. Out of trouble <laughs> and out of the weeds. Yes, so we're going to do New Vine Reacts. Okay. New Vine Reacts. We'll get on that. We'll get on that. Uh, This is about, and we were talking about TikTok before. Oh, boy. This is the headline. Rubber ducky watches that don't tell time clock in the TikTok views. Kevin Kevin Bertolero (laughs) has a disdain for time. How many times do you look at a clock or look at time? How many times are you happy? Bertolero says, <laughs> when was the last time you were like, oh, sick, it's 1030 a.m. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know. When it was depends the last what time? I was going to happen at 1030 right. a.m. Yeah, I feel yeah. like this article is like really biased. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe if there's something really exciting at 11 a.m. Yeah, you know, what yeah, if, like you're, yeah, then you'd be, then you'd be excited about the time. Right. Yeah. This dude, I don't know. Mm. That's one of the reasons the 30 year old, oh, there you go, has <laughs> been making watches that don't tell time. Mm. Uh, 
Yeah. They're meant to be worn like a traditional watch. I think the guy needs to go back to working at the MCI phone center <laughs> for collections. <laughs> except you won't see a clock face when checking your wrist. Mm. Instead, you'll find a tiny 3D printed pool, like a swimming pool, with for magnetic real? duckies and bubbles. Uh. For real? After leaving a stressful job at a plant-based yogurt startup, Bertolero wanted to engage with his child self. Nothing wrong with that. No. He was using all sorts of strategies to work through childhood trauma at the time. I think all of us are low-key traumatized. You can't not be living in modern society to some degree. I love your face. Yeah, fair We're enough. all traumatized. Fair enough. That's it. We're all screwed. Uh, he, he, said when people's tr- <laughs> he said when people's traumas flare up, they use shopping, socializing, or community involvement to mm. mitigate discomfort. Okay. Bertolero found another option. Cute things. Uh, oh. The idea for watches that don't tell time came to him in a state of semi-sleep. Hmm. A watch that's sleek like an Apple watch, but fun and interactive like Legos. Little rubber duckies popped into his mind as oh something indisputably cute. He knew he wanted to make them tiny because the, tiners, the tinier something is, the cuter it is, the more <laughs> okay. people love it. So was he on like taking LSD when he did this? this? Psilocybin. That's yeah. not in the article. Okay. Interesting. Well, you know, it's funny. There's an actual uh, phenomenon in Japan called Hello Kitty. Okay. Oh, yeah. And it's, uh, <clears throat> I forgot what the word that they used was, but it's the shape of the face. Yeah. That um, apparently psychologically they've done like studies on this thing and why it's so crazy. Like people are attracted to uh, baby faces. Yeah. And I guess the creator made Hello Kitty kind of look like a baby face. Mm. And so that's a thing. Yeah. Like, cute things sell. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's that huge uh, market for those collectible mm-hmm. action figures with the... Um, the funk funk pops funko no, pops yeah. you know yeah, I know yeah that's right there's yeah. a huge market for those because mm-hmm. they're because mm-hmm. they're like a movie that you like but it's like cute or whatever and yeah. they're collectibles people spend a lot of money to get some of those right yeah and i i can i can see it you know i can see if you're like really into if you're a huge fan of a of a series and you want to get those but the the watch is a little more interesting to me because hmm. for me like i've actually been saying this a lot in the past week because you know, work's been crazy and I've been practicing a lot for shows coming up uh-huh. and travel and everything, you know, and every time I look at my watch, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm hmm. more time has passed than I wanted it to. Mm. So what um, you're saying is you're confirming this guy's <clears throat> idea. I'm, I am a little confirming bit. the anxiety, but I also, I also need the watch to right. keep me from drifting ever and ever away. Hmm. So maybe you should buy one of these and see how it works for you. I would have to put it on top of my regular yeah. watch. It's a strange world out there. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what I'm getting from and this. this has been New Vine Reacts. New Vine Reacts. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank it's, it's just strange. It's just strange. It is. We got strange candies and strange news. Yeah. Why doesn't he call it a bracelet if it doesn't tell time? Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, I think he's trying to market it as a watch. Gotcha. That doesn't tell time because that, maybe that makes it like more interesting. Mm. Gotcha. Is he watching the watch or is the duck watching him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's mm. a good question. Oh, God. Where are we going? Okay. Okay. Let's get, get, back, get on back on track. <laughs> Dave will edit this later. No, I got to leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> he never uh, lets us take anything out. So we're we're sort of getting to the, to the close of this mm-hmm. uh, 
just this wonderful time that we've had and mm-hmm. this really in-depth discussion. Uh, a couple more things that we want to ask you, and this is something we've been posing to a lot of the artists. Yeah. Uh, what do you do in your day-to-day to remain productive as an artist? Mm. I have to leave. I have to schedule myself time. And we're talking about the watches and everything, and we're talking about how every time I look at my wrist, I get a little bit stressed out. Mm-hmm. But I have to make sure that I'm giving myself the time, not just to like rehearse and practice with bands and things, but to yeah. allow myself to be creative. You know, um, I'm very, I, I'm like a social guy. I like mm-hmm. to be out a lot, uh, but sometimes it's best to take one of those free nights that I have mm-hmm. and just write some music, you know, spend it with my instrument and get better at it or write something. So mm. that's, do you uh, procrastinate ever? I do. I've gotten a lot better at it through the years. Okay. So I'm, I'm a lot more measured. How do you kill that procrastination? Ooh, just remember how it's burned me before in the past, mm-hmm. you know? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's pretty complicated how I, 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 I'm a big to-do list person. I'm pretty, uh, thorough about to-do lists and I'm very methodical about you know checking them off and it wasn't always that way but that keeps me on it and I do the same for music too like I'll I'll uh on a Saturday morning I'll wake up and be like okay Mm. on my checklist is I want to spend some time with music and I want to run and when I run and thinking about music I'm listening to music that inspires me and I'm kind of like imagining uh, you know how that how what I'm hearing could you know, inspire the next song or something like that. Okay. Um, so yeah. Does it does it hit you or strike you sometimes and other times it's just not there? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um there are usually when it hits me, it's when I really should be doing something else. Like uh mm. it's not a free night. I have work tomorrow at eight or nine in the morning, but uh I am writing a song and it's getting really late. Yeah. And but I just have to be okay with I with that. I am that's always when it happens to me and it's always when i'm working on a project that i don't like working on yeah and i that never happens i like all the projects here at new vine um (laughs) but no technically i'll be working on something and i'll open up another session and i'm just like i want to work on this right now and it just i love that i love that moment yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. When you realize like tomorrow might suck a little bit because uh-huh. it's so late right now and I yep. really there are other things I should be doing, but it's like whatever. I you know, I just that's tomorrow's oh, yeah. problem. It yeah, and sometimes tomorrow is a problem. Yeah. When you stay up that late yeah. working on something. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You feel it the next day, but it's it's worth it, I think. Totally. Totally. Cool. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm just, I'm, just, I, I, I'm used to you reeling <laughs> yeah. me out at this point, yeah, and I'm yeah. looking at you. No, I know. I'm just think. I'm just. I'm just picture. I'm just imagining that feeling of yeah. like the late nights and oh, the, yeah. rolling into the next day, and it's oh, making me tired. Rolling out of bed <laughs> the next day, you, and it's like, why would you do that to yourself? God, no. Because I love it. I mean, I can uh, count I, on I both hands. Love it. Many times over, I've worked through the night and heard the birds chirping the next morning. Oh, so stressful. I've yeah. done it. I've done it so many times. Oh yeah. I hate that is that. the worst feeling. It is kind of, but I'm not a fan of that. I, know. I try to avoid I it. Yeah. Sun I don't do it. Any, I don't do it like I used to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so many feelings right now. <laughs> Very complicated. Are you a morning person? Not tip. Well, I'm an everything person. So I was just imagine fish in the morning, like in a bird bath, just like, <laughs> <laughs> 
just like you know you just seem like a morning person to me. i can be that's yeah. the thing like yeah. uh-huh. so it i'm very <laughs> my life is very centered around whether or not i have structure or not uh-huh. so if i have to be somewhere at 8 a.m mm-hmm. i'm up yeah mm-hmm. and i'm ready mm-hmm. to be there at 8 a.m you know what's but strange? if i yeah. don't have anything i'll probably sleep a little later mm. so I'm but becoming, i can turn it on and off like that and i don't know how many people can do that but i i i definitely can. your brain your brain's telling my me brain you just yeah. goes on or it's like something i've even been working on it's like i'm either it's either black some some things are just black or white it's like a hundred percent or 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 not uh that's sort of where the passion comes from i think mm. i think people that are extremely passionate about things mm-hmm. may you may be that way True, um, but yeah, I could. I when I'm structured, boom, I'm there. I'm I'm up. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. But if if I don't have to be, then I'm not. Done. I just my eyes pop open at 8 a.m. every morning now. Oh wow! Without even thinking about it, I my dad was like that. Yeah. Except uh-huh. he would be like four in the morning. My mom gets up at three in the morning. Oh man! I can't call her past five o'clock because she's in bed. Anyway, wow. that's another thing. I am way more likely to go to bed at any of those times uh, yeah. than I am to wake up at those <laughs> right. times. I, I, I don't know. It's just like you get older, I guess it happens. But what but, you're saying is, yeah. is that scheduling the time is very important. You oh, have yeah. to schedule it yeah. out. I have to allow it. Yeah, either schedule it or allow it to be, you know. So I'll, <laughs> I'll schedule those like Saturday morning writing sessions where that's the, cool. the world is a little quieter and I just yeah. drink like a lot of coffee and kind of yeah. like wake up and I don't have the job you know like it you know like there's not people that need stuff from me immediately you mm-hmm. know what i mean so i'll like the sundays are great for that you know go on a jog in the morning i got a question write for some you. music what's a memorable concert that you've attended oh man wow uh memorable in what way like blew me out of the water musically or was like super like integral to me as a musician mm. you pick Ooh. okay something memorable can I do can I do two of them cuz they're sure. really different? Yeah, go yeah, for okay. it. Okay, so the first one was um the the one that kind of like uh sticks with me is I was at Bonnaroo and I saw Childish Gambino. Wow. And he's one guy. You know what I mean? And there were like 100,000 people at this festival who all had like other I mean, he was the headliner of the night, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone was there pretty much. But like, these are people from all over the country, all over the world. And every one of us is like biologically, like extremely, you know, similar. You know what I mean? And we're all paying attention to like that guy mm-hmm. in particular. Mm-hmm. That to me was very weird. You know, like that's not something that <laughs> yeah. I even strive for. Wow. Yeah. You know, but like I had like a moment during that show because of course he had like backing musicians and all this, right? Like everyone does. Mm-hmm. But, um, it was just remembering that those uber famous people are also human is, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, um, and I had a similar moment at another Bonnaroo with the red hot chili peppers. I'm like, those are just some dudes. You know what I mean? Like just some dudes. They man. Are. Like yeah. that's just a guy. They He's are. just some guy. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I yeah. don't think flea is a man though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> no, that's a great, oh right. man, that gets into some cool stuff. Cause uh-huh. As an art, you know, that whole fame thing, and yeah. right? it's like, and I, I get fascinated by that too. Whenever I go to a concert, mm-hmm. that's really big. And I'm like, all What's of that? these people yeah. are here for this one act. Yeah. They're all here for this act. And it's like, 
I, I yeah, I, I I've always struggled with the idea of fandom. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, I'm a fan of some things like Zelda and all that, mm. but mm-hmm. some people are just nuts. Yeah, they will follow bands around. Yeah, and it's not in my blood. It's not something that I could do. I I, I can't give that much energy to something else like mm-hmm. that. Um, maybe well, you're busy it's an creating ego thing. Right? Yeah, because I'm also a creative i guess yeah right? so it's an ego thing maybe for me where it's like i can't do that well for that is a else. thing i mean i i've had to force myself to really learn how to listen to other artists yeah um and other producers mm. um always kind of maybe had a secret fear that i didn't want to hear that they were better maybe i don't know oh uh, yeah you know what i'm saying i get that with uh, yeah with yeah. other like artists in my realm i yeah. sometimes feel that when you know that they're almost too close to what you're doing and it's almost like i don't mm-hmm. want to hear this you know there's some artists yeah. who i don't even like i don't even want to like say their names out loud but when i listen <laughs> to them i'm like damn <laughs> you know? right, right, I'm like you yeah. you beat me to that song and it's really really good you know yeah. but it's almost hard to listen to because i'm like you know you can't compare that's that's the downfall too it's yeah, get true. yourself in trouble it's true uh, i was talking to someone earlier and we were watching a concert and great jazz at the Argos Inn. Oh, awesome. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and it was just this whole idea of like, like, man, those guys are great. Yep. And I was just like, no, nah, you can't, can't compare yourself to that. Like mm-hmm. if right. you start chasing what, after what that guy's doing, like there's a healthy amount of that. Yeah. Maybe it makes you want to practice more. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you start thinking like, oh, I'm not there. Mm-hmm. self doubt's going to creep in. Well, like, that do what you thing. do. That yeah, the confidence, thing. right? Yeah. Do what you do. Yeah. Practice what you want to practice right. to get better. But like, yeah, like some people are just going to be. There's always going to be people better than you. Yeah. There's always going to be people worse than you. I, I want to pinch in on this a little bit more. Yeah. So, do you think that your fascination <clears throat> had more to do with the fame than your appreciation of the the music? Oh my God! I mean, yeah. it was the the. I mean, this show was amazing like mm-hmm. it was so well written and the 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 dancing and the choreography and the music all together mm-hmm. was in 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 um so well orchestrated yeah and so for me it was just like the entire experience that this guy of course he has a team you know mm-hmm. but that this guy created for these hundred thousand or more people was incredible mind-blowing me. yeah it was mind-blowing Mm-hmm. And then I think the other concert that I wanted to mention that is similar in this way was seeing the Avett brothers the first time. And I saw them at like a, a small stadium in Pittsburgh. Um, but it was the first time, you know, I didn't grow up knowing a lot of that like type of music. You know, my, my dad listened to like country music. Right. Uh-huh. And that's kind of what he was into. Um, but like, you know, those artists, you know, I mean, they're playing it's basically like pop pop rock with a southern accent, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Yep, it is. <laughs> but like I see the Avid brothers, I'm like these are just again, I think for me it's just the remembering that those guys are like human and pretty much the same, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like biologically at least, like pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And and um those are two guys with a guitar and a banjo singing into the same mic and they're singing um murder in the city you know and that's that's the song it's an incredible Mm -hmm. song and everyone is paying like such close attention to them and they're like an acoustic act and like it's possible it's it's amazing you bring that up i mean that from a young age Mm -hmm. going to concerts looking at people on a stage uh that is the thing that pushed me i it wasn't the girls 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, well, it's kind of. It's it, a little bit. It was. Right. But I got to be honest, like the biggest thing for me was like, I can do that. Yeah, exactly. I, I want to do that. I want to be that. Yeah. I want to be there doing that. Yeah. And it's not because they're all looking at me. It's I'm looking at that and I'm going, I I love that. Yeah, exactly. What's going on up there. Exactly. It's not yeah. about like the people. It's like right. it's about the It's hard to describe the feeling, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. like they're having a blast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's like a flow state too, you know, like they're yeah. so in the zone. So, yep. you know, it was it's the same with the with the Avid brothers. Childish Gambino, Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know, all of these mm-hmm. uh, just uh, almost like spiritual experiences where I have this moment. I of know like, that feeling. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like Rage that's, actually played a, a concert recently or they've been playing again, mm-hmm. like the first concert in like 11 years or something like yeah, that. You yeah. Yeah. Did you hear about that? I Yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it just, just came to mind because it's, it's been happening. Yeah. Very, which is awesome. You yeah. Know? They're back yeah. at it. Yeah. And um, playing up here, right, too? Oh, maybe. Mm. I don't know. I think that might be the case. They're definitely capitalizing. Uh-huh. I have a quick thing about Rage because I, I, it's really funny to me. Well, but you know, I mean, their music's just great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, their music is adrenaline filled. It's mm-hmm. some of the best rock, hard rock. Very stuff innovative out too. There. Guitar stuff, innovative stuff. And the lyrics, come on. Uh, yeah, come on. the lyrics are amazing. The They're whole incredible. Anar- anarchy stuff. Yeah, but it's really funny to me that they. <laughs> They practice capitalism using the message of anarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's true. I it's think true. it's really just, it might not be obvious to some people, but oh, yeah. I just like pointing that out. I think that's most musicians, though, man. They <laughs> talk true. about that. We talk, oh, yeah, Rev. We, we have this. John said this amazing thing the other podcast. We need to start uh, a documentary about uh, band gangs uh, knocking each other out or even a, like a mockumentary yeah taking each other out for festival slots oh <laughs> yeah because we john john made the yeah. comment that like you know f- um bands a lot a lot of bands will talk about peace and love oh, yeah. and yeah. they're all hippies but when but you come it. for their festival slot <laughs> yeah they're not peace so peace and love anymore oh damn no, oh, yeah. no they'll take you out it's oh yeah just a funny, and obviously <laughs> it's, it's hyperbole a little bit but yeah. maybe maybe not but no but they're playing in buffalo by the way i'm like are I'm, they rage just playing buffalo sure. okay. Okay. Pretty pretty sure. cool. we should all go uh, that maybe. would be very cool mm. uh, all right so we got another song we do have another song um let's before we get to that last yeah. song though uh because this is going to be like kind of the last bit and then we'll wrap up mm-hmm. Uh, what's next for you? Tell us what's coming up and you know what you have in store. Yeah, so um, I'm playing some shows. Um, I cannot wait for the festival with you guys um, mm-hmm. September 17th. Yep. Got it marked on my calendar. We are That's ready. That's also my anniversary with my girlfriend who's so... Dang. Gr- yeah, who's so graciously. I, I, I remember when Rue reached out to me about mm-hmm. playing that. I was like, oh man, that's an important day to me. you know. And I And I went to her... And I was like, hey, like, I just got asked to play this wow, festival. Man. I would really love to play this festival. But like, is that is that all right with you if we celebrate a different time? And she was like, oh, you, you got to do it. You know, like that oh, sounds man. like such a dope opportunity. <laughs> so, well, we're super honored. Yeah. Thank wow. you. Yeah. So that's, um, that's really kind of you. Yeah. That's yeah. so that's that's her. Yeah, I, exactly. Exactly. So yeah. that's what's next. Okay. Um, and then I have. um an album so i already had an album release show here in yep. ithaca which was at the downstairs which is an awesome space where leo and the single mayday and <laughs> and i played um but uh actually i'm taken but oh <laughs> no, sorry <laughs> but uh any, anyway so uh we i had that down in in ithaca already but then mm-hmm. i wanted to have a 
release celebration in Pittsburgh as well and have my friends and family come. Awesome. Um, so that's on August 6th at Club Cafe in Pittsburgh. All right. All right. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I think we got one more song and then we're going to kind of round this episode up. Awesome. Uh, Rev, why don't you pick a song from your latest record that we have not played yet? So we did uh, This fave. Land is Your Land and we did Wanted Man. It's uh, tough to pick a fave, but I think it would have to be these days just based on the conversation that we've been having. It's the cool. title track of the album. And it's about that like the feeling of stuckness, you know, that feeling of like, oh man, I wish I could just break free and be a road tripper all the time. But yeah. I need to do these things. And that's what the song's about. I think it fits what we're we what we've been discussing. So. Man. So here it is these days. These days. can't say yes so easy and I, I can't say no I'll stay in the gray now Honey, I'm the middle man, I suppose I gotta tell you, I, I get goosebumps when I hear music I, I mean, I, I don't say it to everybody But I, I, I mean, I just we're listening to it on the phone in here, and yes, <laughs> you are seeing behind the curtain right now. <laughs> but I, your voice, I love vocalists like when you hear them talk, and then they just get up and they open their mouth, and it's like a totally different person. Yeah, I've been told there. that. Yeah, yeah, and it always blows my mind when I when that happens, and you just take on something that's more than music. It's it's got like spirit behind it, and it's powerful. Thank so, you. Yeah, that means so much you yeah. know it really does and you guys are such versed musicians yourselves that see and create and make so much music so that well, thank means a you lot. yeah you came to the right spot man ithaca <laughs> new york definitely has got a vibe and this is the kind of stuff people are really into around here so it's it's a good scene what a community man it's such yeah. a such a good community it's like all the good stuff about pittsburgh plus more people who want that too yeah you know? and waterfalls it's on the <laughs> and waterfall. Yeah. It's on the rise. Um, yeah. Speaking of, if you are listening to this podcast and have never followed us before, please subscribe. Mm -hmm. uh, we are on Apple and we are on Spotify and we're on the big YouTube. So uh, subscribe there and tell your friends because <clears throat> if you're a musician, this is for you. If you're struggling and you know other people that are going through the process of being a musician and going through life and they need a little encouragement, we encourage you to share this because. We've been told we've got some emails coming in and some of you out there have reached out. We are really appreciative of the encouragement we get back from you saying we're encouraging you. So make sure you do that. And also know that New Vine Records is a not-for-profit organization. Every dime we get goes toward the artist. It's there for new projects. It's there for promotions. It's there for all sorts of stuff for the artist. So go to newvinerecords.com. Uh, and go to the donate button and so, you know, go ahead and give us some cash because we'll give it right to the artist. So, Worth it. Yeah. Thanks it for is. being here, Rev. Thank you guys. Uh -huh. I really appreciate it. Thanks.